What's going on, beautiful people of God? This is your girl, Latasha R. Shavers. Uh, Welcome to my podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I just want to share with you really quick um, what God shared with me through the prophet Jeremiah. So I'm just going to paint a picture of what's happening. This is going to be Jeremiah 2 and 13. Just one small piece of scripture that I want to unpack. So just to paint a picture of what's happening, God's chosen people, the Israelites, they've been rebelling against God and rejecting his word. In fact, Jeremiah 2 and 13 says that God said, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have cut out cisterns for themselves or hewed out cisterns for themselves broken cisterns that can hold no water. And again, that's the scripture I want to unpack. I'm saying cisterns, C-I-S-T-E-R-N-S. Now, first off, God sent Jeremiah to warn his people about the upcoming destruction of that nation, but not until the full end. Remember those five little words, not until the full end, because they'll be important here in a little bit. But This destruction was God's wrath upon this nation because of their evil and wicked ways and their rebellion against him. Now, God explained through Jeremiah that despite him rescuing them over and over again, and despite him giving them abundant land and resources, they still abandoned him. They still hardened their hearts. They still lived the way that they wanted to live. And this goes from the priest to the prophet to the child that the parents didn't teach in the way that they should go. Everybody was doomed. Now, but God though, (laughs) he never ceases to amaze me. Even after all of this harlotry, even after all of this idolizing, after all of this disobedience, he still tells them over and over again, just repent and obey me. And they will not have to face that wrath, but their ears they're uncircumcised so they don't hear and their hearts they're hardened and they're full of pride yet he still says even in chapter 4 and chapter 5 that they will be destroyed but he would not make a full end to them Mm, I pause on purpose with that this means that those are those five words guys this means that he will not destroy them entirely that put chills on me because it's like despite our rebellion, despite our our uh, rejection of His word, despite our our disobedience, despite us uh, disrespecting Him, despite us not fearing Him, <laughs> He still will not destroy us completely. He's still merciful. He's still compassionate towards us because I, He loves us. That's us. Now, remember that these chosen people from Israel, though, uh, these are the people that he brought into this world to be a holy people, separated unto him to be example of his sovereignty and power. So wonder, is that the reason why he didn't? Because God's plan is amazing. (laughs) Now, we may not always see the full picture, but he knows exactly what he's doing because he's perfect. So, but now you've kind of got a good understanding of the backdrop of this scripture. So let's unpack it really quick. Now, the first part of the scripture says that for my people have committed the two evils. They forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. Now I'm going to stop right there. So it's clear that God's people have abandoned him to live the life that they want to live rather than the life that the law that they were given by him. And if you pay close attention, God calls himself the fountain of living waters here. So 
we also see this in scripture again with the Samaritan woman at the well. You know, when Jesus told her that if she drinks from his well, she'll never thirst again. So this living water is the spirit of God, guys. Along with the spirit of God, it has the his assurance, provision, guidance, mercy, favor, and the inheritance that we're going to see Jesus again. We're going to have eternal life. That's the biggest inheritance that we can ask for. So this is the living water, the spirit of God, but still his people forsook or abandoned this living water and they hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns, cisterns that cannot hold water. So then cistern, what is a cistern? A cistern is a container that holds water or fluid. Now, back in the Old Testament days, they were huge, uh, like the sizes of fountains or even lakes. And they were necessary for holding rainwater uh, for places where the summers were really, really dry and springs were scarce. So you can imagine that if a cistern breaks, it's going to lose the water that's inside of it, right? So when we go back to the scripture that says that the Israelites healed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water, I take this as the cistern being our person, our inner man, our mind, body, and soul. So in those Bible times in the Old Testament, as well as nowadays, right now, modern times, we have abandoned the rule, the kingdom of God in our lives. <laughs> we've forsaken it and we've built our own laws. We've built our own uh, rules. We've built our own government, our own way of living. The funny thing is, is this, <laughs> God is the creator and whatever he creates is perfect which is us. He created us for the indwelling or holding of his Holy Spirit. Now, our self-pride though, it, it has caused us to take different areas of our lives outside of the rule of God, meaning not submitted to him. So we've taken our finances, our career, our family, our relationships, our home, our car, our possessions that really are not ours anyway. They're his that he he loaned to us while we're here. But we've taken those things and we're trying to piece those together as an assistant to hold them together apart from God. But what we're creating is not created in perfection. And so then it cannot hold the Holy Spirit. We're missing out, guys trying to do it ourselves, we're missing out. So to me, the scripture says that I can do nothing on my own ability because I am not God. Only God and God alone can bring the necessary spiritual newness and freshness that we all need. So when you're tired of the chaos, <laughs> just submit your life to God, repent, step out of the way and allow him to come in and mold that cistern so that you can enjoy the fullness of him and reap all those benefits that goes along with his Holy Spirit. You know, that assurance, that, that provision, you know, that protection, that guidance, that mercy, that favor, and that all ultimate uh, inheritance. Well, that's all I have. <laughs> that is what God gave me with Jeremiah or through Jeremiah 2 and 13. I hope that that made sense to somebody. I hope that you can take that and apply it to your everyday life. I encourage you to read the book of Jeremiah and get fed. I love you. God loves you and have a blessed day. Bye-bye.